very good morning out there. Welcome to another beautiful live broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. I can't allow you are tuned into the Porter's Gate online broadcast. Well, this morning we are starting just a little bit late. Uh, I felt I need to give some people uh, the opportunity to join us this morning, even though I had other things to also do. Thank you so much, my dear sister, Nkumisa, uh, this morning. Thank you for connecting with us. I hope you had a wonderful night rest. Uh, this morning, by the grace of God, we are going to, you know, look into something that I guess we most time, you know, overlook or we forget or maybe we assume that uh, we we have this understanding. But this is something I feel we need to constantly remind ourselves. In fact, this this is a bit of a detail this morning because we are supposed to continue in uh, what we are looking into yesterday: mercy and truth. Have met each other, uh, righteousness and peace have kissed each other. That's what we are supposed to be uh, continuing on this morning. But I, I felt with the Lord will have us just have a little bit of detail. But this detail it's is necessary and is important in establishing um, some of the things the Spirit of God is bringing across our path. And I believe that we are in a day of divine establishment. The Bible says in the last day, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established. Yes. So that concept of, of you know, being established in the foundation of truth, in the reality of God's speakings and God's coming into our life, amen, will give us the ability to stand in the earth and be able to reveal and reflect the standard and the demand of God to creation. And in doing that, I think we also, we personally, we, we need to have, you know, a fuller understanding of the revelation of this God that we claim, amen, that we're representing. And this is what I want to speak about this morning. I, I want us to just to interact with this, with this reality, amen, of the sovereignty of God, the, the authority of God, the power of, of, of his majesty, the dominion of God, the, the, the all-surpassing knowledge and wisdom that God, amen, has, has, has given to us. I, I just sense that, you know, reading the scripture this morning and, and, and just looking and trying to process what I am reading, what, you know, I'm, I'm hearing, that how much of this, this God that we claim we know, how much of him do we actually know when we when we say he knows all things when we say he he understands all things when we say he's in control of all things has that really dawned on us or is it just something that has become part of our sensory you know uh, 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 knowledge you know we can know something and still not know that thing we can be informed about you know something and still not have you know the 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 the, the 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 deeper experience and still not touch the heart because when we truly know something when we say we know something it changes not just our perspective it changes our experience it changes our state of life and condition it changes our values it changes our connection it changes how we interact it changes it changes our life completely and I think that is something that we are yet to discover. And I believe that's something we are trying to, you know, get to know, get to understand. We want to journey 
when we say we're transiting into God, when we say we're coming into God, amen, we, we should be engaging in momentary changes, you know, like, like that butterfly. We should, there should be that constancy of change in our life because the scripture says, you know, the, 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 the more the elders bow and, and, and experience him, the Bible says the more they cast down their crowns, the more they fall down. You know, the, 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 the only thing you can do in that experience, I guess, is to bow, you know. But I think that's some of the things the Spirit of God is trying to bring to bear in the days that we live in. The Lord wants us to really, really get to know him and word word will fail us to describe to describe amen what we will discover in the in the knowledge in the ascended knowledge in the ascended revelation of god i, I believe in my heart without a shadow of that that when we truly get to know god certain darkness like darkness amen will banish from our life excuse me like fear Alright, everything that darkness represents will totally banish from our life. And it's from that position that we can, in fact, begin to represent him and represent his voice. I believe that God is saying, this is my day. I'm beginning to come. And the earth is beginning to see. I mean, I, I just posted a, you know, a, a, um, a clip all right, that I saw this morning all right, from one of the sisters' you know, a, 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 a page you know, about... You know, animals across the world taking over the streets. And to me, that is just like, wow. People are shut in. The animals have taken over. That is, that is a sacred day. That is, that is scary. That is God speaking volumes to us. In, in all of this thing that we thought we have gotten right, in all of our intelligence, in all of our knowledge and wisdom, and how we have studied, and how we have come to this position where we think we have arrived, and, you know, with all the technological advancement, God shuts down the world. And even the places where there are no coronas, guess what? Their economy, their life, their leadership cannot be. No person, no place on earth today all right, can say, well, they are not touched. They, 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 they were perfectly you know, insulated from all that is happening. No, every, every, every part of the world, amen, is touched. It's touched. So in all of this, what is God saying? What... what what are we what are we getting to understand heaven is speaking volumes the voice of god is upon the waters what are we hearing well this morning what i heard is you've got to know my sovereignty again you've got to know me you've got to have a deeper a a, a, a gigantic that's the way i can express it you've got to you every part of you got to feel my sovereignty you've got to know who i am and when you do that like i said one thing will be banished from our life fear the fear of the future the fear of men the fear of death the fear of sickness the fear of disease the fear of lack the fear of what will people say opinions of men will no longer matter 
You see, there has to be, you see, it is knowledge that births zeal. You can't be, you can't have a zeal for God if you have not known him. You can't have a zeal built on, 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 you know, on just ecstasy, on just excitement and, and just feelings. That's, that's, that's tantamount to destruction because you're playing with your life. I'm getting the point this morning. Thank you guys for connecting again. I really appreciate it. to Myrtle, Brother Derek, and the rest of us that are connecting. I appreciate it. I, I want us to think about this, Sister Tina. I just saw you now. <laughs> right? Thank you for connecting. I, I, I want us to begin to shift focus towards this God that is speaking volumes, revealing himself. You know, there are various ways God reveals himself. He can reveal himself through fire. He can reveal himself through thunder. He can reveal himself through earthquake. He can reveal himself through the death and the destruction of a whole of a whole city. He can reveal himself just through the movement of an art. And he can reveal himself all right, through you know, the, the displaying of the sp spider webs and the spider cups. He can display himself, you know, through the sky, through the sea. He can, in fact, he's displaying himself. In fact, the voice of God is all over us. When you look at the formation, the creation of man, when you look at the, 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 the system of human, of human biology and you look and begin to understand the chemistry of man and begin to understand the emotions and the feelings of man, when you begin to understand how we move how things happen in our life. Hey, it's just too much for us to begin to comprehend. Our mind is too, is too, is too, is too finite to comprehend this infinite God. And I think that is what God is saying to the kings of the earth, to the people who thought they got it right. I believe this is what God is saying. And God is going to be speaking even through the community of science. God is going to be speaking through many things. So let's let's not let's not let's not be captured and be carried away and and focus on the wrong thing. You see, we can be focused on the wrong thing and never really get to hear, never really get to see, never really get to comprehend what 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 the lecture is all about. You can sit in the lecture room and still fail, fail the exam because the things you ought to know about you know about about the subject you really never get to know them. You know. I discovered that there's a technique in there's a technique in reading and getting to understand and comprehend things because I used to struggle with comprehension. <laughs> yeah, because you know when you suffer dyslexia, it's difficult to comprehend things. So I used to st struggle, struggle, until the Lord opened my eyes. Ah, I picked I picked that a technique. There's a technique. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know, focus on everything. There is there is a phrase. There is something that that subject is pointing you to there is something that is being highlighted so you know what i do when i'm reading i have my pen i have my my marker i highlight all right the things that stands out for me and it's the knowledge all right that you get from the entire volume of the book that that makes you know the the the, the subject valuable to you lest you say you've read the whole book but you have you have not learned anything there are a lot of people today they they, they, they are all over the place there they, they are people who are reading the bible but they are not what is what is the subject of the word of god I, i'm just looking at the book of isaiah this morning i say this guy is dangerous this this prophet isaiah is this guy is dangerous i mean he's speaking things word for word of what is happening in our day 
What a sighted man. The word of God. Friends, we, we need to be born again. Again. We, we, we can get to a point where we plateau on our knowledge. We plateau on our, uh, our little revelation here. We plateau on the things that we have accumulated, we have acquired, the things that men have passed down to us about God, about Christ, about faith. And we, we try to improve on that. Come on, throw them away and get to rediscover. This God who say, I am spirit, but I rule over the affairs of men. To take a people who want to journey beyond the material realm to begin oppressing. They say, if you're there, if you're there, reveal yourself to me. I don't want religion. I don't want what the pastor says. <laughs> I don't want just what the apostle says. I don't just want what the prophets say. A prophet that is speaking from his own mind. That is trying to interpret the word of God from his own understanding. Alright? An understanding inherited from his forefathers. Oh, come on. Come on. You see, I can pass, I can pass truth that I inherited. Paul said the things that I'm bringing to you are not things that are acquired from men. These are things that I received of the Lord. What have you received of the Lord? Because it's what you have received of the Lord. All right? That will work for you in terms of God's response. To my point is, when you hear truth, you've got to take that truth to the chamber where you wrestle with it. The word wrestle means you get to you, you, you get to connect with the spirit of that thing until the shell is cracked out and you touch the life because it's the life that gives us experience. I'm talking about getting to know the voice of God, getting to see God in all of the things. Lest this corona thing is passed and the economy is open and everybody continue and go back to their normal life, all right? And we forget the lesson. Lest we all go through this and fail the exam. I don't want you, neither do I want myself, to fail this exam. This judgment that we are seeing is also a time of examination. It's a time of evaluation. What do you know of me, Isaiah? I brought you into this new day. You've seen my walkings and my movement in the earth. What are you learning? What are you picking? What is standing out for you? What are you getting to know about my power, about my authority, and my dominion over the affairs of men? After this, the way you see men should change. Of course, you must honor men, but you must never put your life again 
in the hand of man. You must never again put your hope and your trust in the hands of mortal man. Mortal man. There's something in the air killing them and they don't even know what it is. And all of the knowledge and the wisdom, all of, all of the, the, the investment, the war powers have made on, on, on warfare has been turned to rubbles. <laughs> this thing can enter, can enter into Pentagon and just finish people without even knowing what's killing them. Just <laughs> you sneeze twice, then they check, they check your your temperature. If the things do, ah, they say, ah, ah, no, 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 no. Even if you're the general, they say, sorry, sir, we can't allow you here. Let's you kill everybody. <laughs> sorry, you have to. <laughs> Can you believe that? You say, okay, ah, no, no, that's far. No, no, but that happened to the prime minister of United Kingdom. You, you, you remember Boris Johnson? Yeah, he was quarantined. <laughs> the prime minister was. I'm talking, I mean, when you talk about superpower, you talk about America, you talk about United Kingdom, then you begin to talk about maybe Russia, China, and all of that. But this thing, somebody said, well, this was created in a, well, yes, yes, it was created in some, you know, a laboratory, whatever it is. That's not my point. The point is, do you think that the superpowers will be so foolish? That certain things be created to the point that it brings them also to a point of shame. No, this is a battle of pride. The wall is about pride. It's the pride of man. People are fighting over who will rule, who will control the earth. So nobody's going to say, okay, I will allow you to give me such a blow to the point that my prime minister will be disgraced and be locked and quarantined somewhere, all right, in the name of trying to, you know, play some, you know, a, uh, a, uh, uh, in a warfare game you've got to understand that there has to be a god behind all of this even if they have planned all of this god i jack it <laughs> are you getting the point god i jack and god is always ruling over the affairs of men remember what i say god will always god will always find an occasion to speak to, to let the world know that he is in control, even when we can't see him. So for all the regions and the, and the realms and the, and the places that have said, no, we don't want God in our community, as if it's, for, it's, it's their choice to tell God that they don't want God in their nation, as, as if that nation belonged to them, as if they were not migrants there, as if that place was not given to them, as if they were not born there. It wasn't yours. The earth is the Lord. Let it be known today. In Europe, in America, in Asia, in Africa, in the islands, wherever man lives, let it be known that there is a God who sits and reigns over the affairs of man. That's the word of the Lord this morning. Let it be known that your life, your future, your past, your present, and your future is secure in his palm. Fear not. But be afraid if you don't have him in your life. Be afraid if you cannot submit to his rulership. Be afraid if you cannot bow to his authority and his dominion. Be afraid if you cannot hear him. And be afraid if you are locked in a place where they've shut your eyes from seeing what God is doing. And they've shut your ears from what he's doing. Be afraid because he will come upon you suddenly.
the Lord is asking men to give an account. This is a preamble of the final judgment. <laughs> I, shared, I said that some time ago. So what we are seeing right now, it's a preamble of the final judgment. How would it be? How would it be? <laughs> like I said some time ago, I, I don't believe in the idea and the theology of rapture. The way, the, the, you know, suddenly everybody just, just whew, whew, fly away. No, no, I don't believe in that. I don't believe, I believe, amen, in the taking up of the people of God. I believe in the in the in the in the in the parousal, in the taking up of the people. But I don't believe the idea of how people define rapture. Uh -uh. That that is too weak for a God who rules over the affairs of men. But let's assume, let's assume this was a rapture, you know, a time where God says, okay, rapture has come. Did you see how many people would have would have been left behind many of us would have missed it because we, we don't even know this God we have not come to the essence the life the reality of who this God is that's why one of the key things that defines my ministry, I mean, if you've been tracking with me, if there's anything that defines my ministry is the revelation, the ascended revelation. My church back then in Nigeria, I've got this big painting that I've got, I asked somebody to do for me. Massive painting. And it's the hand of course, the so-called hand of God <laughs> holding the entire world just like this. Now put it up there, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He's in charge. He's in control. The world is like this. In fact, I should have just made it like this. <laughs> if you don't have a revelation of Jesus, every other thing that you're doing, that you're pursuing, that you're seeking for in terms of Christianity is a waste. Let me repeat it. If you, don't, if you do not have Amen. A revelation of Jesus. And you're not pursuing to know more of him. Listen. Every other thing you are doing as a Christian. It is utter waste. You're wasting your time. It would be better for you to go join Islam. Or go join you know, Confucius. You know, join Buddhism and all of this. Because all of the things you'll be doing. Will be, will be tantamount to the same thing they're doing. You're seeking for, you know, something. You're looking for something. You just want to use a religion to get to know something. To get, no, no. Listen to this. You have to have the revelation. It, that, that, you see, that is what brought me to where I am. It is the revelation that makes me to live everything. All of the things I've worked for in my life. That you say ministry. I have no other job. I have no, all of the things I've done in my life, I left it behind. To listen to a voice. You've got to have a revelation. To come to a nation that you, that you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. You don't know how you're going to survive. You say something spoke to you. People will say you're, you're crazy. You're out of your brain. Oh yes, I was out of my brain. Because I had his brain. I, have, I still have his brain. 
And if I hear that voice today that says, Isaiah, it's time to leave South Africa. Now it's time to go to where? Uh, Pakistan, let's say. Let, let me not choose, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the, you know <laughs> the so-called advanced country because there's nothing advanced. You see, where God sent you is where you find rest for your soul. It is not the economic condition. See, you are the fruits of my obedience. You guys are the fruit of my obedience. In my struggle, Lord, you've sent me to this nation, sent me to this country. And when I was, and when he sent me, when it was time for me to leave Johannesburg, which was supposed to be a place. I mean, that you feel now you've got people who love you, people who you love, people that you feel, you know, you, you can develop what God, but God said, no, 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 I told you, is Western Cape. That's where you must broadcast this thing from. Why Western Cape? I don't know. He didn't tell me Eastern Cape. He said Western Cape. I knew that from Nigeria. So I've been telling people, a day is going to come. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go be going to Western Cape. I didn't come to Western Cape to get married. I came here to establish the purposes of God. It's in establishing the purposes of God that I saw my wife. That's how it works. I, didn't, I wasn't looking for a convenient, you know. No, no, no. I didn't even know I was going to marry a colored person. No, no, no. You see, if I had my choice, maybe I would marry a white person. <laughs> just to make it more difficult for people. Say, how oh, can this a white, black guy? <laughs> I mean, that's just me. But, but, but who, who sees color? I'm, I'm, you see, all of those things that we're looking at, I, I pray. This, I'm, 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 I'm sharing my own journey of the revelation because the more you get to know Christ, the more you get to know yourself, the more you get to know his plans and his purpose for your life. It's in the revelation that they reveal who you are to you. <laughs> You don't get to know yourself until you know him. That's why your job should be that I may know him. You see, all of the information, knowledge that, you know, Paul acquired, all of that that he acquired, he said, I counted dung, I counted shit, I counted, you know, manure, poo-poo. <laughs> he said that I may know him. The fellowship of his suffering. Of his resurrection. The church is playing. You see. The more you seek to know him. The more they will reveal. So I'm saying. If they tell me tomorrow. It's time to leave. Go to Pakistan. Certainly he's making a way. I will be there. And if they say, oh, well, I want you to go to America, I will still be there. And I will still be declaring this same word without compromise. You know why? Not because I'm not afraid, but because I know God who's taking my fear away. Who says, do not, do not be afraid of their look. <laughs> when Sennacherib was attacked, Friends, oh Jesus, the ways of God, the ways of God, the, the ways of God, but not just the ways of God. You've got to know him first, who is the way maker. All of this thing that we have in our brain, fighting and struggling, 
struggling the place of God in our life. All of these images, all of these false, false Christ they put in our brain. This false Christ that we're bowing to, that the more we bow to it, he, he can show us the life, the eternal life, that we can come into the place where we walk free in dominion. All of those false Christ, we've got to cast them down. Yes. All the wrong image of Christ they built in our mind. All the, I mean, you claim you have Christ, but you're still afraid. God sent you to go give a word to somebody, you're still afraid. So who are you afraid of? The one who sent you or the one you're giving the message to? You see, something happens to you when you get to know him, not a religion. When you get to know him, when you get to have him, when you get to experience him, something happens in your life that changes your entire perspective. It changes your values. It changes your view. It changes your posture in the earth. When you speak, people will think you're a God speaking this earth. Can you speak like that? Have you noticed people in the scripture, when they speak, the people look at them like, what? Who gave you such an authority and audacity to speak like that? <laughs> You're speaking from a depth. <laughs> You're speaking from a well that is deep. That is deep. You're speaking from a, a position, hallelujah, that is high and lofty than the mountains of men. You're speaking from a position, hallelujah, that is called the mountain of the lost house. I establish above all other mountains. You see, not even dyslexia could stop me from doing what I'm called to do. That's the God I'm talking about. You suffer dyslexia. You suffer a little bit of stammering. <laughs> you still, uh, uh, they say, no, no, you go. You are the qualified one. You know, a lot of people when they when they finally met me, people don't know me. Yesterday we went to we went to buy uh, some grocery. You know, went to buy some grocery so with me and my wife at the pick and pay. So I'm, she, you know, they, 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 you've got to carry a, tr a trolley. She, she must also carry one just to keep the social distance. So I'm carrying a trolley behind her. She's, she's at the front, you know, picking one or two things that we need. So she met another lady in pick and pay. In fact, she walks there and, uh, and they were talking, you know. So I'm behind her. Of course, this lady doesn't know me, but she's heard about me. <laughs> and so while I'm standing, she's still talking with my wife. So she's not, she, she not looked at me and she said, do you want to pass? Do you want to pass? And I, and I said, no, no. <laughs> so I guess my wife said, but that's my husband. And then the next thing said, oh, prophet, prophet, oh, prophet. I said, come on, stop this religious thing. <laughs> Suddenly. Because you appear to people casual and unusual. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just me. I'm just me myself. I don't know how prophets look. <laughs> and then she begins to say, thank you for the prayers. You know, they just call us back. I don't even know. I didn't even understand what she's talking about. But she's thanking me. She was talking to my wife. Then she started thanking me. I'm like, okay. All right. The Lord is in control. What's the point? It is not how you look. It is what you carry on the inside. If you carry God, you will reflect God. You know, if you eat a lot of beans, you cannot go around, you know, just polluting the air. What is on the inside is going to come out. Did you hear what I just said, friends? Is, is that simple? Let me make it so simple. If you eat a lot of beans, everywhere you go, you're just going to be po-po. 
people, you know, you're going to be releasing that thing and everybody's going to know, come on, what's going on here? You're going to pollute the air. If you carry God everywhere you go, you're going to be releasing life, life, life. You don't even, you don't need to whine it. The thing just comes out natural. It just comes out natural. It just, it just comes out natural. <laughs> you, you just boom, boom, boom. Well, and so what's going on there? You see some people coming and know something is stinky. Yeah, because of something you ate. If you carry God, you will release him. If you're still struggling, it means that thing is not there. It's still, you're still winding it up. You, you, you cannot. It, 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 it's, not some, it's not a religion you whine. Men who touch God change nations. Men who know God are known by nations. I was listening to one of my teachings yesterday. I said, when you allow God to hide you, he will let men find you. If you allow God to hide you, hide me, Lord. That is just, that's my prayer. Hide me, Lord. Hide me. Hide me, hide me, hide me, hide me, hide me. I want to be hidden. The more you pray that prayer, and you, of course you mean it genuinely, the more God will be <laughs> revealing you. <laughs> the more they will be revealing you. The more they will be revealing you. <laughs> you can't hide. When you are hidden by God, you cannot, listen, you cannot hide from people. They, will, they say we've seen the star. They saw the star in a hidden land. They journeyed three months. Three months. They journeyed to Jerusalem to find the star born. If you're a star, my dear sister, and Kumisa, if you're a star, not even the night or the day can hide you. If, if the spirit of God dwells in you, you cannot but to show that beauty when the time comes, people will see that glorious butterfly. You see, people see butterfly, but they don't see the process that makes the butterfly. They don't see it. If you're a butterfly, it is natural. As long as, listen, this is a key word, as long as nobody helps you. As long as you don't get to stop the process by men trying to, to help you. You see, the, in the butterfly, you don't help the cocoon. You don't, if, you, if you try to help the cocoon, you kill the butterfly. You kill the thing. You're not helping the thing. It must go through a time. That thing must take When the right time comes, that thing that doesn't look like a butterfly, if you compare the cocoon to the butterfly, there's no comparison because there's nothing that looks like this thing is ever going to become this beautiful thing. No, 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 no. That's my life. That's my journey. There's nothing about where I'm coming from today that proves that I was going to be where I am than a word of the Lord that God placed in my heart. That my heart, my passion, longing for him, that obeying him, that when men say, sit, I say, but God, I've sent me. 
When people say, no, we want you here. I say, no, but God has sent me. Let me just obey. But they say, but there's nothing good for you there. But everything looks like shut down there. Everything looks like it's not going to work for you. I say, but that's where God sent me. I'm not looking for convenience. He is my comforter. You see, when you have the comforter, you won't be seeking for convenience. Because convenience sometimes will make you compromise. Convenience will make you compromise. When you're seeking to look for the shortcut to your day of appearance, you will appear ill-prepared, not fully ready for the expression of his glory. It's a day of glory. But until we see him, until we know him, we cannot reveal his glory. How do you reveal? How, have you noticed that all of the people that's, that wrote the scripture that God used, that God inspired to put this thing down, they all had an encounter. <laughs> they all had an encounter. What's your encounter? What are you going to write about? What is, what is the future going to read about you? Then the Bible says we are supposed to become what? A living epistle. The day is going to come where some crazy, crazy systems of the world may tell you, we don't want this Bible again. In fact, they're already doing it in some part of the world. You don't come here and read Bible. Don't read Bible in our school. We don't want Bible in our school. We don't want Bible in this institution. This is government institution. Don't, 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 no, no, no. That's why God is humbling them. But in the day, they begin to do that. And they say, don't bring Bible. Okay? You become the Bible that men must read. Known and read of all men. Let your life become what people read. Have you noticed that people hardly read the Bible, particularly unbelievers? They read you first before they read the Bible. You are the gateway. Your life is the gateway that attracts them. If, the, if, if, a, if a person can, can be this good, if a person can be this kind, you know, yesterday when pick and pay, <laughs> my wife can bear witness. <laughs> when pick and pay, while we're, like I told you, we, you know, then there's this guy that just came behind us and he put a bread there. He just put a bread there. In fact, I wasn't planning to say this. God knows that. He just put a bread there. And I said to the, to the, to the man, I said, is this all you're buying? He said, yes. So I said, can I pay for you? He looked at me. He said, yes. So I paid for him. <laughs> he was looking at me. He said, oh, did you, do you know me? <laughs> this man, he, he thought I knew him. He said, do you know me? I said, no, I don't know you. I don't have to know you to be kind to you. I don't have to know you to, to do good to you. When God stirred the heart of people to be a blessing to me, it would be crazy of me to, to tighten my face. No, it's a cycle. You've got to release for others to, to be blessed. I don't know you. I just want to pay for you. I'm just fulfilling the scripture. And I'm sure the guy was like, wow. Oh, yes. There are still people carrying God. There are still people listening. And that, friends, that's not something that, I mean, that's something that I normally do. Because I listen, I listen, I listen to God. If, if I'm, I'm picking pair somewhere and, and, and I see that somebody is doing something that I can afford, can I do it? Can, can, you keep that money. I cannot pay. That's me. People will think, oh, this guy is so rich. <laughs> yes, I'm so rich. That's why God is staring the heart of people to be a blessing to me. Because when you bless me, guess what? Other people get to be blessed too. That's how it works. That's the kingdom. That's the process of the kingdom. <laughs> 
For every rand you give to me, I think of the people around me because it must flow. Your blessing is going beyond, beyond me. It's flowing into other people's life. That's the kingdom. I don't have to give it to a man of God somewhere that is going to use the money to go buy, you know, you know to, to service his limousine. Or go put it as a, as a down payment to, you know, to his aircraft. Come on, it's time we'll open our eyes and be. But but is, do you have anything, any, anything, an, an issue with somebody buying an aircraft? Yes, I do. If the aircraft is not for mission, yes, I do. Yes, I do. If the aircraft cannot be used for missions, now that we need aircraft to fly into certain places and deliver medicine and give aids, food, all of that. This is what we're talking about. If God blesses me with such money, this is what we're going to be doing. If we need to buy aircraft, we'll buy aircraft that will pack medicine. And send it to areas all right, that people are suffering, languishing. Not trying to prove a point that, oh, somebody said we bought aircraft because I need to preach in three places. This is what I heard. Some, uh, don't let me get into that. So why do you ha why a man of God must have two aircraft? Why do you have to buy? He said, no, no, no. It's because you see, sometimes I have three meetings in three different you know part of the world. So I need some. I can't be waiting in a in a lobby. I said, oh goodness, give me another excuse. Because you are Jesus, right? That you have to be all all over the place. You mean those meetings are they not planned? All things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. And even if all things are expedient, they are not, not all things are lawful. There are certain things I will not do. Not because I cannot do it, but because of the state of my environment. Because of the state of the people that you're sent to. We live by the wisdom of God. Not by just what we have. No, no. It doesn't work like that. So say, do you have, I've got a problem with them. And as a prophet, I will continue to speak. I've got a problem with big churches that those churches cannot be used as a facility to empower the community. I've got a problem with that. All people come to is, is to sit in this massive building that that place can be turned into a community center that can empower, transform lives, young people who, who are out there without homes, or who, who, who drugs is destroying their destiny. I've got a problem with your big church. Because we can use that church, that facility to transform community. Think about it. Think about it. We can turn that church, that facility. And I believe this is what we should be doing. Now the heaven, I hope somebody will hear this. I hope you will, you will, you will, you will share this link so that people can hear that after this church must be change how we do church must be changed how we meet must change how we gather must change the last thing god is touching in this last day is the outer shell is the structure that is the rigid aspect that listen to this people don't mind to preach prophetic apostolic the move of god in their nice big stained glass houses they don't mind after all 
you know you can put the thing anywhere no you cannot put the thing anywhere if you want to put the, the, the speakings of god it must flow amen with the right with the right with the right vessel with the right wine skin the last wine skin that must change amen is the outer shell of where we meet that was the first first dimension that was corrected amen in the beginning in the book of Acts. They were meeting from house to house. Who says we cannot meet from house to house? After all, now they brought every 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 order of church system amen, to house to house. Now it's it's on Skype. Now it's on on Zoom. Now it's on you know all kinds of you know uh, social media platforms. God is speaking to us. God is humbling, not just the nations, but also the church. Like I said yesterday, judgment must begin in the house of god and it has begun listen to this if everybody think out there suddenly all the pastors have become prophets everybody's got a word now listen shut up and listen to what god is saying shut down the church shut down the house and begin to do what he sent you first we don't know god yet that's why we're trying to create all kinds of false security for ourselves you think if you house, if you build a big church, you see, you think when people come, you can shut them in. When it's time for them to leave, they will leave. They will break down the door and they will leave. You talk about civil war in the house of God, it has begun. You see, you can't say, well, he's saying all this because he never pastor. He's not a pastor. Well, I pastor for 20 years plus. And you can go ask all the people that are pastor, they know. <laughs> So don't think, oh, no, no, he's saying this because it's, 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 it's no, I did pastor and I know what it means. I know what it means to pray all night for my, for my, you know, for, you know, for my flock. I know what it means to sleep in the church praying in the church on, on the bare floor. I know what that means. So don't ever you think this guy doesn't have a heart. You don't know my heart yet. I'm zealous for God. I know what it means to pray, God, give us money for a keyboard. I know what it means. Just send us money, Lord, to buy a drum set. I know what it means. Saturday nights, I must pray. 1 a.m., I must pray till 2 or 3 sometimes. Just for Sunday service alone. I know what it means. I know what it means. That be, 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 By Friday, I'm already thinking sometimes you feel so anxious because the people that are going to pay, that are going to play for you instruments on Sunday, you need to pay them. I know what it means. I know what it means for all the mu 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 music, mu musicians in the church to take advantage. I know what it means for people to come and say, uh, sorry, uh, pastor, this money you're giving to us is too small. Uh, I, I, I need to pray, pray, go play for another church. I know what it means to shut down the whole choir system. I wish Tina was watching me, the other Tina from Nigeria. She can tell me because she was my music leader. Tina will tell you. She, sometimes she's here, she connects. She's a lecturer. She used to be a lecturer at one of the university. So you see, I raise people. A lecturer in one of the universities in Nigeria. I don't know what she's doing now. I raised people. I raised Tina when she was still just finished secondary school. So listen to this. I am a father in my right. It's just that I don't say it because I want people to know that it's not by calling people daughter and son. 
that makes you a father. Every father knows their children and the children know their father. I know what it means. Shut down the whole choir. And Tina could not understand. I said, Pastor, why are you doing this? I said, we have to learn. Or else, these people are going to turn the house of God to Babylon. They take ad musician who take advantage of men of God. This is one of the reasons why men of God today are suffering. Because the musician, they've held them hostage. I know how it is, how some men of God in Nigeria literally built houses for their musician. Give them everything they, they need. Listen to this. Even if they have to go play in a nightclub, but Sunday morning, they must just show up. Ah, the whole thing was polluted. Polluted. I saw it all. So don't tell me. I know. I know, I know church politics. I know a brother told me <laughs> while we're growing, he said, Pastor, you know, you've got, to, you've got to apply, you know, wisdom here. You have to understand church politics. I looked at the brother, and this is somebody I know. While I was still a teenager, we grew together. I looked at him, I pointed at him, I said, never in your life again you speak to me about church politics. Jesus rules and reigns in his house. I refuse to accept church politics. I have deacons, elders, people older than me who served in our deacon board, but they dare not raise a different order, a different direction of where we're going. They know. They know. They don't, they don't, they don't have the final say. I have the final say because I listen to God. I share with them. This is what God is saying. You guys go pray about it. Listen. Come tell me what you think. If you don't agree, it's fine. If you agree, let's, let's move on. It's called leadership. And there are things that they do that I don't do. I don't have, even if they fail there, go ahead. You learn from your failure. You see? I, I, no, no, you don't cross my path, I won't cross your path. There's division of labor. <laughs> One of our deacons back there, he, he, he's, he's, he, he, he was back then, I'm sure he's a, he's a big man, he's a manager, he used to be a manager in, in, in Nigeria, uh, uh, you know, they call them Nepad, you know, the, the people in charge of, you know, uh, uh, distributing electricity in Nigeria. He used to be a manager in that big, you know, enterprise. I raise people, friends. So when God bring me to this nation and say, humble yourself and raise another generation for me, I know what I'm doing, friends. I, I have a track. I have a resume. You know, that's what sometimes I, I look, the way people treat you. Say, you don't know me. You don't know where I'm coming from. I've raised people. When you see them, you will bow before them. I raised them. Today we have people that we raise who are pastoring churches. So why are you here? I'm here because I listened. I obeyed a voice. Not just any voice. The voice of the one who called me. I'm a father. In the, in the walk of the kingdom. A brother yesterday, I called him. I said, you, you're not ready to be mentored by me. Yes, I relieve you of your commitment, of your hasty word to want to be mentored by me. You're not ready for the things of God. Go do your own thing. If you think this is an anointing you can touch and run away with, it doesn't work like that. 
called him, send him a message. I need you to tell me what you've learned of me for the past three months. In fact, not past three months, since the time you said you want me to mentor you. Give me, I need to have something. I want to see something that you've learned. Oh, no, no, prophet, I'll get back to you. Okay. He didn't get back to me. I called him again, sent him another message. Ah, no, I'm busy. He said, my work is, I said, okay. So your work is, your work makes you busy. All right. That you cannot respond. Well, this is where it stops. Now that's me. I don't look for people to mentor. No, 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 no. I'm not looking for sons. We have to follow the pattern. Sorry, I relieve you of the things you said. Of your commitment, I relieve you of it. So that those words don't haunt you. You don't run into things hastily that you're not ready to commit yourself to. You tell me you're busy. I even told him, if you cannot write it down, give me a voice message. You can be at work. You can be working on your computer and be putting down what you need to say, what you have learned. He didn't know it was a probation period I gave to him. You're telling me, no, you're not, you, you, you've not been calling me. Is, is it my duty to call you? You want to be mentored. Is it my duty to be calling you? Because you see, that's how they have told them. That the, the, your, your mentor must be calling you. He must, you know, no, no, I'm not looking for anything from you. You are the one looking for something. You need sight. You are the one who need wisdom. You, you are the one who need impartation. You are the one that must, you're supposed to be a Joshua sitting, sitting there. When, when, when Moses leave the place, you, you sit there. You want to learn something. You don't have a quest for the prophetic. You like something. You admire it. And that's what we do. It's prostitution. And people like your gift. They're connected to you not because they like you. They like the gift. They like the anointing in your life. They like it. So if they can steal that thing from you, amen, without even you knowing, they will steal it and run away. They will steal that thing and run away. They will steal it and run away. They don't want to touch life. They just want to touch. They just want to touch. Touch an anointing. It doesn't work like that doesn't work like that. The things of God don't work like that. There is a price you pay. You die and die and die and die until every ounce of flesh and carnality in you is dead. You will not touch the life of God. You will not touch the life of God. So this is what God is doing. If you want to know God, you have to stop playing games. I didn't come to this nation to play games. I did not come to this land to play games. I came to raise a people, an army for God. I came to find a people that can resurrect, stand up again. That's why in all of the things, listen, very few people have seen a prophet. Very few people have touched the real, the real grace, the real spirit of a prophet. Look at all the people we call, you, you call prophets. Let's look at their values. Look at their standards. <laughs> you you want to give a word, they want money first. You give the word, they want money. 
everything has been reduced to commas. No wonder God, God, the presence of God, the, the glory of God is gone. It's Ichabod. The glory has departed. It's Ichabod. The glory has departed because they've reduced everything to commas. They've reduced everything to money. They've reduced everything to their own suke, to their own mind. Hallelujah. I just felt I need to share this with us this morning, friends. I need to share this, the heart of God. Do we know God? It's going to cost you everything. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> friends, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to cost you everything everything if you want to gain all of him if you want all of him it's going to cost you everything it's called death and the passage to death is crucifixion I like that scripture uh, sister Tina you posted I am crucified with Christ huh? I am crucified with Christ I'm not crucified to, you know, to the flesh. I'm not crucified to just pain. I'm not crucified to just poverty. No. I am crucified with Christ. It's important. You, you connect Christ to your crucifixion when you're crucified with Christ. So that when, you see, okay, let me finish that thought. When you're crucified with Christ, you crucify with everything, amen, that represents the nature of the first man. So that when you, when you rise with him, amen, you rise with Christ, in the same glory and power, hallelujah, that he rose with. See, it's no longer I who lives. That word I defines your world. The word I defines your world, your identity, your views, your values, <laughs> your nationality. I'm a Nigerian, but I am not of Nigeria. You hear what I said? I'm a Nigerian, but I am not of. My life, my source is not of that nation. No. From a different order. The order of the ascended ones. That's why I've got brethren. I've got brothers all across the world. I've got brothers from India. I've got brothers from, from, from Pakistan. I've got brothers from Kuwait. I've got brothers from, from Libya, from Syria. I've got brothers, come on, from Egypt. I've got brothers from China. I've got brothers from Korea. I've got brothers living, amen, in North Korea. I've got brothers, hallelujah, living. I've got sisters living, amen, in UK, in Europe, in France. I've got brothers living in Germany. I've got people all over the world. World. I've got people here in South Africa. That's why my heart bleeds for this nation. Part of me is all over the world. It's, a, it's scattered across the world. And it takes the spiritual eyes to see my brethren. And I can lay down my life for them. So my human identity, my, my geographical identity, my biological identity is only a key to my assignment. It does not limit nor define me. doesn't it doesn't part of me part of you is in me part
part of me is in you. That's why that's why you cannot do without this man. I cannot do without you. Yes, that is the life. That's the shared life of the kingdom. That is what is called the ecclesia. It's not just a place we gather. We call it church. The people don't even know what you're going through. And even if they know, they don't care. You're not in their league. In church, we have classes. We have, you know, clubs. Little clubs. This club, that club. Even though we don't say it. <laughs> come on. We've turned the whole thing to a mess. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructor tongue. To know the word that sustains the weary. Got to see where this, 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 this man is getting his source, his wisdom, his knowledge from this prophet. What did God do? How did God train these this normal humans that they became super superhumans? What did God do in the life of this ordinary man? Who were, who, who were born in a place? <laughs> Elijah from Tishbite is a Tishbite. Jesus of Nazareth. But there's nothing about their, their location that stopped them from being what God ordained them to be. Karabayada. Jeremiah. All of this, they have their own limitation. What, what did God do in their life? How did they offer themselves to God to the point that there was nothing in them again that could stop them? Even if they were in pain. Even when they were in prison. Even when they had no food. Even when the king says, when I come back, I'm going to kill you. This guy, they knew God. What did God do in their life that made them exceptional? You getting the point? Every priest is taken from among men. As long as the priests get to know God, he becomes the helper. He becomes the intercessor of the people he was brought out from. Every priest, no priest come down from heaven. <laughs> no, they take them from among men and then they connect them to the life of the new man. <laughs> they connect them to the life of the new man. That when they look at their people, they said, I've got a solution. Come, they carry them. The priest must carry the people on his shoulder, on his shoulder, on his chest. Yes, all of the regalia that was given, amen, to the priesthood of Aaron, all of that was to express the ministry of intercession, the ministry of one that goes on behalf of, the ministry of one that represents a people. Now, we're not just representing the people. We're representing a nation. We're representing our generation. We're representing, hallelujah, the entire world before God. That's our priesthood. This is why mercy. Mercy. Must meet. With truth. Righteousness. And peace. Must kiss each other. I'm talking about the sovereignty of God. I'm talking about getting to know. Who he is. Don't let, no band, don't let nobody, you know, benchmark you and say, well, you don't have what it takes. You're not called. Everyone is called. To the degree we know him who called us is to the degree we will exhibit 
our our grace grace is given you have to receive it and when you receive it hallelujah you make sure it's in alignment with your assignment no one is disenfranchised in the house of god no one is disenfranchised in the house of god there are ranks there are orders there are standards there are values but no one is 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 more superior than the other no there are rankings. There are, there are values. There are governments. When there's government, there must be administration. When there's administration, there must be system. We must know what fits into what. We must know what connects to what. We must know who goes before who. Yes. The Bible says, in, in the order of God, the apostles are first. The prophets follows. In the rankings of God. Yes. These three... Bible says at the dimension of what the things of God is built upon, the church is built upon. The church is a system. It's not just a place we gather. There's a church hallelujah, that must function in the world of economy. There's a church that must function hallelujah, in the community of scientists. I said there is a church that must function in the community of the scientists. Of science. There's a church that must function in politics. There's a church that must function, hallelujah, in the world of medicine. There is a church that must function in the world of entrepreneurship. Come on. There is a church that must function in the home. In fact, that's where the church begins from, in the home. The strength of, of the gathering of the church is defined by the strength, the foundation of the church at home. Lest we become hypocrites. You go to church. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. But you go to your working place and you're just a serpent. You're a wolf. You're a bull. Go, you go into the world system. You go into Babylon. The spirit of the bull captures you because that is, that's the spirit that rules the world of commerce. It's a bull. And God is fighting, wrestling that bull. Money touches your hand. You lose your salvation. You're not you're not member of the church yet. Come on, friends. <laughs> if you're not a bull, you're a leopard. Can we understand? I'm talking about let God listen. <laughs> when people have not contacted God, you know what they do? They take a journey to find him. They don't come back until they find him. So when you hear us using the term, the journey, we're taking a journey. No, it's to find him. <laughs> the Bible says that woman lost a coin. She, she, she scattered the whole house because that coin is valued to her. She scattered the whole house. Jesus lost one of his sheep. He left the 99 to go find. It took a journey to go find that one. When we lose certain dimension of God's revelation in our life, when we lose certain things, you see, everything about God is a system. They must all connect together. They must all be speaking together for them to work perfectly. So if one aspect, if a, if a plug-in, hallelujah, is not there, is lost, you have to leave the rest. Because if you think, well, I've got a 99, let's, let's, make, let's make do with the 99. No, no, it doesn't work like that. Everything must sink. 
the whole system must sink. Your mind, your thought, every aspect. You see, you, you, you can be hallelujah, you, you can be praying, you can be having breakthroughs, but your mind is still somewhere else. You're, you know, you've got, to, you've got to go fix that aspect. So you can have a clear view, clear perspective of life. Or else, it's that little area, that single area, that the enemy is going to come in and defeat you. And deflate you. And cripple you. God wants to bring us to a place where he can say, now I know. Now I know, Abraham, that you're my friend. Because he tested Abraham with the very temptation, with the very test, hallelujah, that he's going to test himself with. And Abraham passed. He said, behold the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. Then they found a man in the earth, a mortal man. They said, take your son, your only son, to one of the mountains in, in Moriah and go sacrifice. <laughs> Hello? Which God? No. Friends, I hope you understand that it's not the first time that, you know, gods have been speaking to mortal men to sacrifice their children. So what's the difference? After all, hidden gods, all right, have been demanding, you know, uh, 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 you know human sacrifice. So what's the difference? The difference is the God of creation, the, whole, the God of the whole world, did not just say to Abraham, all right, to go sacrifice. He told Abraham the pattern of the sacrifice. But you see, the final revelation is not just about Abraham sacrificing. Is the fact that the sacrifice was willing. Is <laughs> the fact that the sacrifice was willing. A talking sacrifice. It is the peak of obedience. You see, that story is not complete if we focus it just on Abraham. No. The hero of, the sac of, of that story is not Abraham. No. Yes, Abraham was able to raise a son. Abraham was able to train a, man, a son who can trust. Oh, Lord, I hope you get this. This is where I'm going to end this morning. I hope you're going to get this. Abraham was able to raise a son. Who can believe him? Who can believe his father? Who will not rebel? Who will not fight. I hope you understand that <laughs> Isaac could, could, could take his father. Say, excuse me? In the days where the, the God of, the, the, our God that you, you introduced to us say we must not do human sacrifice. You, you preach that to us. <laughs> Abraham, you've been preaching that to us that we must not render human sacrifice because you can see what is happening in, in the walls around us? Now you want me to be the sacrifice, daddy? I think you must, <laughs> you, maybe you smoke something. Something happened to you. Don't you think you're backsliding? Abraham, you preach. No human sacrifice. You've got the wood. You've got the knife. 
got a got a fire. <laughs> Where's the sacrifice? I'm talking about us getting to know God. I'm talking about us getting to know, not just know about him. Because knowing about him has brought us to the point that we, we, we find ourselves today. Knowing about God is not going to suffice. It's not going to keep us. In fact, it's not going to lead us into the future. We have to know him. And to know him, we must experience him. If we want to experience him, we must obey his voice. We must obey, obey. Obedience, amen, is better than sacrifice. Isaac stole the show. Isaac stole the show. Isaac made the day. Just like David. These are generations of people. These are generations of people who totally, yes, yes, the journey, who totally obeyed the voice of their father. That's where God is calling us to. Not rebelling. Not rebelling, not fighting, not, 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 not bringing your humanistic, you know, democratic mindset to the things of God. You want to comprehend the things of God with your own suke, with your own mind? You're gonna, listen, you're going to be having brain damage because your brain will not be able to comprehend it. It will look foolish. It will look, you know, unreal. It will look, it, it, is that not the, the world system? How can, we, how can we bring God into all of this? Can't you see how progressive we have become? Can't you see what we're doing? Because we're shooting, you know, you know uh, aircraft to space. And, and we're developing technology. And we're doing all of this. And therefore, we have arrived. Look at you. <laughs> what have you done? What is there that the world have done? Have you seen? All that the world claimed they've gained. In the past, in the past 50 years, has been brought to a heart, to an old. They said the impact of the economy that is taking place today in the world is, is, is related to you know, the depression that happened to the world in the 30s, in the 1930s. Not even the 70s, not even the one that happened in the 80s, not even the last one that happened in the 90s. They took it back to the 30s. I said, Lord Jesus. You see, the recovery of this economy is going to take God. And this is why God is saying, church, you've got to cry up to me. Intercessors, you've got to cry up to me for mercy. Listen to this. Your government cannot bail you out. If you think your government will be able to bail you out. America, if you see now, every man to your tent. Did I hear somebody say, this might just be the end of, of uh, e e uh, what do you call them, EU? Yes. You see, Boris Johnson's and the Europeans and the, you know, uh, 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 United Kingdom. You see, it was God who began that thing. Brexit. All of that was planned. British said, no, no, we, we're breaking away from this thing. It is God scattering. Amen. That false order. That ten toes are scattering. God is speaking and is moving. He is God. He rules over the affairs of men. God will continue to severe. You're going to see the world has changed. All the false hegemony, all of these things that we're seeing is changing. The world is changing. Government is changing. Politics, in fact, I'm, let me be bold enough to say 
that our idea of democracy has changed and it will continue to change. Democracy is being judged. He says, so <laughs> what government are we going to be having on earth? Well, let all the think tanks come together again. Yes. The other just said, let all the global think tanks, it's going to be happening. This is the time for all the nations to gather. You know, you've got to start thinking. We have to have a different system. Of course, they're not going to accept theocracy. No, they're not going to. They're not going to. If you think they're ever going to say, okay, no, now we hear God. Okay, we're going to allow him to, to rule over us. No, they're not going to. But we know one thing, all right? This period has set a rule, has set a standard, amen, from a, for a different, you know, global, you know, a, a power to emerge. It's clear. And all the technology right now is being set in place. Alright? Like your 5G and all of that. Yes, those 5G is just the least. It's the least. It's just a foundation. Alright? For you to run to run a future government, you, you need a system that speaks into each, into each other. Alright? We said it's a system. Listen, that system that Babylon is trying to create is a system that is borrowed from, from the principles of God. God works through system. God is also creating systems in the earth. In fact, God has begun to create system. There is nothing new that Babylon is doing, amen, that, has, that they did not tap from the kingdom of God. What they do is they look at what's going on in the kingdom of God. They look at what God is saying. You say, can they hear? Of course they can hear. They can pick. They can see. All right. They see some of us walking through powerful spiritual systems. So they take that, amen, and they pervert it. That's why I'm saying, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of regarding the future. As long as you have God, the one who defines the future, who lives in the future. Are you getting this, friends? It's nothing to be afraid of. You shouldn't be afraid of technology. You shouldn't be afraid of a world of 5G. When you read the scripture, you will know that fear is not to be in your life. <laughs> I mean, just reading the scripture this morning, I just said to myself, Lord, I'm repenting. I repent again. I, even, I repent so what are you repenting of? For not having you know, enough faith to see what God is saying. Because the script has been written. <laughs> it's been written. And we know, we know, we know who will win at the end. In the day of the rulership of the Antichrist, there will be a church alive, ruling, reigning, and representing the things of God. In the days where they will be forcing men to have, you know, cheap to access things. is already happening. But in the day where they're going to be rolling that out. In the day where they're going to be tapping into our phones. And hearing us. Seeing all of what we're doing. Listen. There's going to be a church ruling and reigning in power and in dominion. We're not afraid. We are not afraid. <laughs> if you're afraid, you better go back home. <laughs> yeah. You remember what they said? Yes. The Gideon's army. Are there anyone among you afraid? Go back home. Go back home. Go back home. If you're afraid to advance into what God is bringing us into, go back home. You're not ready for engagement. There are those of us that will be at the front line, at the forefront. There are those of us, heaven has already positioned in the future. It's called the ministry of the watchman. Have you noticed? Watchmen, they live in the future. <laughs> Did you hear that said? Watchman lives in the future. 
That's why we calibrate them again and again. We calibrate their sight. We calibrate their understanding. We engage with them. God engages with them. It's like every day they have to. Every time they, they interact with the things of the spirit, they, they recalibrate them. They recalibrate them. Because, you know, the kind of, you know, interaction they have in the spirit is just too, is just too high. So every time they, 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 they exert energy, they bring them back, they recalibrate them. They recalibrate their sight. They give them strength. They, you know, daily their strength is renewed. They mount up again with wings. They fly hallelujah, into the territories and see things. And they bring back words. They bring back information. They prepare the people. Hallelujah. They fly back there. Come on. That's who we are. It's a day of warfare. Are you ready to war? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's where we live. That's where we war. That's where we battle. And we've never lost any. Because indeed, the one who is leading us is the King of Kings himself and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> Sit down, Lord, and rule over the affairs of men. The Lord sits in dominion. He rules. He reigns. Hear the word of the Lord. But God speaks to you, O Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not act like other nations who try to read their future in the, in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions. Even though other nations are terrified by them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree. And a craftsman carves out an idol. They decorate it with gold and silver. And then fasten it securely with a hammer and nails. So it won't fall over. Their gods are like helpless scarecrows in a cucumber field. Their gods are like helpless scarecrow in a cucumber field. They cannot speak. They cannot speak. And they need to be carried because they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods. For they can neither harm you. Nor do you any good. The Lord. Excuse me. Lord, there is no one like you. You are great. And your name is full of power. Who will not fear you, O king of the nations? That title belongs to you and you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of this world, there is no one like you. The people who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they worship are made of woods. They bring beaten and sheet of silver from Tashis and the gold from Aphos. And they give them and they give this materials to a skillful craftsman. Who made, who, made, who made their gods. Then they dress these gods in royal blues and purple robes. Made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God. He is the living God. The everlasting king. The whole earth trembles at his anger. The nations cannot stand up with his wrath. This, this, say this to those who worship other gods. 
Say this to, to those who worship other gods. Your so-called gods who did not make the heavens and the earth will vanish from the earth and from under the heavens. But the Lord made the, made the earth by his power. He preserved it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks, when he speaks in the thunders, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the cloud to rise over the earth. He sends lightning with rain and releases the wind from the storm, storm house. The whole, the, the whole human race is foolish. The whole human race is foolish and has no knowledge. <laughs> the craftsmen are disgraced by the idols they've made. For the carefully shaped, shaped works are fraud. For their carefully shaped works are fraud. For their carefully shaped works are a fraud. These idols have no bread nor power. Idols worthless. They are, ridic they, are, they are ridiculous lies. On that day of the reckoning, they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. <laughs> he is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord of heaven's army is his name. This is Jeremiah from 1, Jeremiah 10 from 1 to 16. How awesome is our God. How glorious is his majesty. I wish I can continue to speak to us about the authority, about the power, about the dominion, about the sovereignty, about the majesty of this God who rules over the affairs of men. The gods that men have created, the gods that men have created by their own mind are collapsing. They are being judged in the days we live in. Let us understand this God that we serve. He is supreme. He rules over the affairs of men. There is no one like him. Nothing can stand before him. His authority and power, hallelujah, rules and reign over the entire earth. There is no place in the earth, hallelujah, that his glory and his power and dominion, amen, cannot be felt today. His knowledge, the glory of his knowledge is covering the earth again as the water covers the sea. Do you see this God that we describe? Do you hear of this God that, amen, is being spoken of? He's the one who is of the ageless one. He's the one, hallelujah, who have seen the future. Let us continue to bow and worship this God who rules and reigns over the affairs of men. It's time to honor him. It's time to acknowledge him. It's time to serve him with all your heart. He said, if you will serve me, if you will seek me with all your heart, he said, you will find me. It's time to drop every other thing and begin to pursue him and begin to yearn for him and begin to, you know, call him upon him. Let him fill your heart with new life. Let him fill your heart with wisdom. Let him fill your mind, amen, with, with the mind of his son. Let Christ this day, amen, be, 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 be reveal to you in a glorious way get to know this god that we're talking about he will continue to protect his own as he continue to judge those who have stood against his wisdom and his authority is a day of reckoning this is a day of the lord the light of god once again is shining upon the earth there is no place amen that darkness can hide in this brand new day it's a day of his glory it's a day of his majesty it's a day of his dominion let men hallelujah who are refuse to acknowledge him bow the knees to this glorious god all human race will come to bow 
all human race will come to acknowledge that he is God. He rules over the affairs of men. This is what God is doing in this brand new day. And this is the knowledge we must take into the future. After we have dealt with the issues of Corona and whatever it is, something else is going to come. But as that thing comes, let us be ready and be prepared. Let us acknowledge that there is a God who rules over the affairs of men. That even in Babylon, God reveals himself. He showed his power. He showed his dominion. Hallelujah. That even in Assyria, he showed his power. He showed his dominion. He showed his glory. In Egypt, he proved to Pharaoh that he is God who rules over the affairs of men. When it's time for him to show up, it can be 400 years later, he will show up. And when he shows up, be afraid. Be afraid. So there is nothing, amen, that the world can tell us today, hallelujah, that will shake us, that will move us, because we know who we serve. Do you know him? Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you for revealing your heart to us, for revealing yourself to us this morning. We acknowledge you. We celebrate you. Uh, I celebrate you this morning, oh God. I give you glory. I give you praise. I give you honor, adoration, oh God. Oh, bless your holy name, Lord. For there's none like you. There is none like you. There is none like you. Hallelujah. You reign on high. You reign in beauty. You reign in glory. You reign in power. We bless you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Let's, let's just bless him. Let's honor him. Oh, hallelujah. Salara. Jababa koyande. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit of God. We celebrate you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, in, in Psalm 103, 18 and 19, here's, 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 here's what David says. He said, to those who keep his covenant, to those who keep his covenant, covenant and remember to obey his precept, the Lord establish his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. I was reading the scripture this morning. I just had to check it out again. Verse 19 of Psalm 103. The Lord has established his throne in heaven over the loftiness of men, over their pride and their high look. The Lord has established his throne in heaven. Just like he's establishing, amen, the mountain of his temple in the earth. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rule over all, over all. There is no place, there is no king, there is no prince, there is no emir, there is no uh, 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 empire, there is, there, is, there is no queen, there is no royalty, there is no prince that he does not rule over. He rules over all things, over all things, over all things. All things are created for his glory. And when things don't respond to the voice of their creator, they get to be judged. Because they need to be remembered. That's, that's all God is doing. And I need to remind you <laughs> that I'm in charge. <laughs> I need to remind you that I'm in control. I need to remind you that the earth is mine. 
the earth is mine. The fullness thereof and the people who dwells in it. Let's be awakened to his history. Let's not allow the history of man to blind us from the story of Christ. History is about the story of Christ. It is his story. He's been moving amidst the nations. From the dawn of the day, he's been moving in his glory and power. Let's, let's remind ourselves of his majesty, of his dominion. Let's remind ourselves this morning that he's in charge, hallelujah, over, over the nation of America. He's in charge over the nations of Europe, hallelujah, and the Europeans that he's in charge, hallelujah, over the Scandinavians, he's in charge, come on, over, over India, he's in charge, come on, over China, he's in charge, over Kuwait, he's in charge, over Africa, over South Africa, over Nigeria, over Ghana, he's in charge, amen, over Cameroon, he's in charge, amen, he's in charge. Over Mozambique is in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge. He has never lost, amen, any, any place of authority or dominion. He has never. Come on. We celebrate him this morning. We acknowledge you, Father. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Come on. Lift your hands. Just lift your hands wherever you are and just worship him and acknowledge him this morning. Father, we thank you once again. You're in charge. You're in control. You're in control over our lives. You're in control over our past. Yes, you are there in the past. You're there in the now. You are there in the future. We celebrate you this day. We glorify you. We exalt you. King of glory, who will not fear you? You are the God who rules over the affairs of the nation. We thank you. We bless you. Have your way. Take your place. Help us to be awakened to the reality of who you are. Help us to be alive this morning in the revelation of your son. Jesus is what we desire to see. He is the king of the nation. He is the desire of the nation. As you continue to shake the foundations of men, let the heart of men, let the hearts of men, let the desires of the nation continue to rise up unto you. God of heaven rules over the affairs of men. We bless you this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. We celebrate you. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. Let your voice be heard across the nations. Let your dominion be known across the land, O oh God. Yes, O oh God. Rule and reign. Mighty power, dominion be ascribed unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, take your place, come in your power. Hallelujah. Yes, come in your power. Come, you who ride upon the white horse, take your place, oh God. Let the earth be filled with your glory once again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. That's him riding into your heart. Let him ride into your home, into your mind, into your soul, into your spirit. Let him ride into your heart. Let him ride. Give him room. Make room for the king. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Father. Yes.
This is how we introduce him to the world, friends. Thank you so much, everyone, this morning for joining me. Hope to see you later. Certainly, I'm going to see you because we need to continue our prophetic leadership school this morning. All right. So if you're interested in getting to know what the prophetic is all about, well, join us. I should be here between uh, uh, 9, 30, 10. Let's see how it's going to go. But I should be here by 10 o'clock. All right. So if you want to join us, we're going to continue our prophetic leadership school. God bless you all. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye.